0: What up, everybody! New episode of La U Times podcast. On today's episode, I have Peter, who is from Laredo, Texas, and is the founder of the Twitter account Tigres Tactics, providing content and analysis about Tigres in the English language. Hope you enjoy the episode. Thank you for your time. What up, everybody? We're back with another fan episode of the La U Times podcast. Your host, Arnoldo Lozano, here with a new guest uh, from a new uh, Twitter account as of right. recent, uh, Tigres Tactics.
1: Peter, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for, for having me. Happy to be here with y'all. Um, and yeah, I started that new Twitter account, um, I think, last year. And it's been great. I, I, I think I've always wanted like to talk to people about uh, Tigres but none of my friends are like Thetas fans or really like big soccer fans. So it's really hard to like talk about like real like stuff going on with the team, you know, day to day.
0: Dude, I have the same problem. Well, Not as much anymore because I kind of had to get them acclimated with it. And oh. my friends are big on going out to uh, sports bars and watching games. So right. I use that as an end to like have Thedas games. But most of my, my friends are into football, uh, right, right. golf, basketball. So having someone to... Bring awareness of Mexican soccer is just kind of tough, you know? Yeah, but well, uh, good to hear that, man. Always happy that there's more people now are contributing to the uh, tigetes, uh, English community for sure. It's, it's been a long time coming, and uh, I'm excited to where that possibly may go. So,
1: hell yeah, I'm glad you're I doing that. Now. And and going on, on that topic, to be honest, um, I feel like also Tigres is sort of like realizing that you know, like little by little with those friendlies that they're having over here, like every year um and i i think like we can like jump on that train like before they get there you know like we're we're already doing it like it's like the grassroots movement yep. so yeah i, I don't know I, in the future it'd be really cool to see like some of us like collaborating with like the actual like official theaters account like that'd be really cool or like and, theaters in general you know
0: and i think that that was you know you know, Lewis, uh, who runs the Tigres English account, you know, for the longest, man, I've been trying to get this guy like, Hey man, let's start a podcast. Like you've yeah. been doing this for so long. You got the audience already, right. Yeah. You know, but everybody's busy and it's just hard to like totally hard. Get, yeah. really get everybody together. So I started like sort of with the idea, let's see what this can bring. And right. then little by little, like, you know, everybody is willing to contribute at least an hour here and there or whatever, but right. it's worked out. So, um, wanted to get the chance to meet you and, uh, that way, you know, we can collaborate together, like you mentioned, and hopefully in the future is it is with the official team. And that way yeah. we bring more of that experience of the fan base here, because it's así como en español, incomparable, it's uncomparable. Right. So.
1: No, no. And I, th- I think, um, I think Ditas is like, that. we got really lucky with that. Well, not lucky, right. But, uh, that whole like 10 years of like the decade of Ditas is being like champs back to back to back. I think that brought like a lot of like Texas audience to like, be a Adidas fan, right? Because like having those like finals against America, like how many families are not like I just want them to beat America, and then like you know what, fuck it, I, I I'll, I'll go for it, you know, like I'll, I'll I'll go for them. Um, and uh yeah, I I think that's what we're like seeing the results of now with the community.
0: I'm not saying that we are the Warriors, but <laughs> the same thing that happened with the Warriors over winning. Uh what, three, two years consecutively, and then, you know, miss one and got another one. When you yeah. win so much, you're obviously going to attract a new audience. So I think the proximity to the border and, you know, like you mentioned, right. the Tigre tour happening now. Yeah. Um, there's a lady, I'm not sure if you follow her, her name, is Mariana Camelo. Mane, I think she goes by. She Maybe. actually, she uh, started, you know, writing about Tigres in English and she works for the team now. And she does oh. a lot of like the press.
1: Oh, that's in English. Shit yeah no no yeah uh i think um theater's english was talking to me about it um and i i still talk call all of you guys but like your your twitter handle to be honest with you yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> it's easier like it's I, I, don't, I don't know i've uh no yeah that that's that's really cool like that's something that we could we could definitely do like these podcasts you know like um this is going to be like big picture um type ideas out there but i was really thinking of how like um recently um data's talk the la- last account that joined mm-hmm. um, that's woodsy that's we call him woodsy He's, yeah, yeah gotcha um so so you started posting like those like clips and those like screenshots of the game you know like with actual tactics in it and then like uh Theta's english is that has like that community engagement like he always knows how to like um interact with like with like mm-hmm. his followers and get a good discussion going um and I, I i love your podcast and uh i i think you've uh been doing great um and me on the other hand i really like take a lot of effort into like making like uh designs like i i love, love designing like stuff and like you know like the Um, I always hate seeing like the lineups and the pictures are all like really badly propped or like, you know, like bunch of ads (laughs) everywhere. It's like, um, I really pride myself on like saying like, Hey, this is my, my, my lineup and it's clean and it's, it's, it's elegant. It looks nice. So it's like, everybody has like something to contribute to this. Mm -hmm. So like in the, in the bigger picture, right? Like we could be like an actual, like Tigres English. Like, I don't know if you know, like fan pages in Mexico, like Mm -hmm. uh, Solo Tigres. Yep. Um, Like they started just like that. It was a bunch of people doing different stuff and they just all got together um, and I feel like that's what we could eventually accomplish here, right? Like all of us have like a something to contribute to it.
0: And that was what I'm sort of sort of imitating with this podcast is Solo Tigres does it. Um, there's another Incomparables podcast where they bring right. just the fan perspective. And, you know, as we talked about the championships and also just naturally of uh, Mexicans and Mexican-Americans having kids and who have been uh, Tigres fans in their families for a while. You're naturally going to get away from the Spanish language um, hmm. as the, you know, I guess generations change with how much Spanish is being talked about right. in, at the household. So yeah. I think that's a great idea. That's what I not necessarily wanted to imitate, but was going for and like gather people and see what we can create. And like, in this case, you're such a, you know, you bring up the fact that you're a graphics person, you like creating things right. like that. That's always such a great thing because everybody sees social media differently. And so some right. people that follow the official Theodos account might not be, you know, a great fan of what they do, you know, with the lineups, like for example, right. you brought up or any other type of content. Yeah. There's many people that just provide different content. Oh, so
1: providing yeah, that, that is fantastic. Don't get me started on Theodos on YouTube, man. Like, Since like (laughs) 2013, like I was begging them to like start like doing YouTube videos like that because I saw like the potential there and like nobody really ever did it. And they started doing it now recently. Like they started doing like little like question games with the players and stuff like that, like little challenges uh, that they post here and there. But it's like you have such a big audience like there's you're just doing like really like old, outdated, like media type things. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you have to jump on like these new. Um, waves of like social media with with the way that people want to be enter- entertained now, right? And like the way they want to connect with like their 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 idols or like their their favorite player, right? Because there's so much potential, man. Like there's so much potential for more fan interaction. That just you know, it's just a never ending cycle. Like you get more fans, like you're gonna get more engagement. You're gonna get more like recognition worldwide. Like you're gonna get invited to better better tournaments. Like it's just a better. It becomes better for the fans. Like it's a never ending like. And the brand,
0: brother, the brand is just such an easy to get behind. It's a tiger, like, you know, yeah, you, the you colors, see man. the colors too. You see the state. I mean, honestly, bro, my business uh, is modeled immediately after the <laughs> yeah, colors bro. of Um <laughs> But anyways, uh, it's just such a great possibility and, and opportunity that hopefully they're, they're working towards. And like you mentioned, they're, they're becoming aware of that. And right. the feminine side is also, creating a big and huge impact that would allow it to make that happen faster
1: i want to give props like the Thetas family team because every game you watch it doesn't matter if it's like like right now jornada one like those girls are like putting like 110 percent like they're not like they never stop running like they never stop trying like their hardest like man it's 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 so crazy to think that they've won so many tournaments and they're still like that like they still have that mentality like i think that's something that i wish like the the Thetas like men would have had like after like uh like 2019 2018 you could tell that they weren't really like like they knew they were great, well, a lot better than the competition so that they were eventually like complacency. if they wanted to see yeah if they wanted to try they could beat them right mm-hmm. so they would just wait and try to like semifinals, finals quarterfinals um yeah man it's, it's it's something that they could learn from the girls for sure
0: and that complacency like transferred to the whole like atmosphere of like Tuca Ferretti with the lineups, you know, when yeah. we struggled at the end of his tenure, um, right. the players almost walking. Like we knew what we were going to get out of the game towards the end of the Tuca era, because yeah. like you said, the complacency definitely kicked in. I mean, that 2019 championship, they just pulled it out right. of their ass.
1: One of them. That's, that's it. Yeah, that's, no, no, I, I agree. And I I think we saw that like towards the end, I think that's why all of us are sort of asking for that, that change of coach. Um, Not that we were, playing bad like we knew we could sort of compete um but i, I think just the players you know that their their mindset was just not there um and i hope that's something that that coca is, is bringing right now because I, I think i saw like a lot of the players running a lot more than with miguel Herrera, to yeah. be honest with you um and ma- maybe it's just go right down just like he's everywhere right so uh, that's also a, a great addition. He definitely
0: injects a new sort of like pace in the game on his own. And I think yeah. that naturally everybody adapts to it or has to adapt
1: to it. Yeah. 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 And it's crazy because you see like even Carioca was running like a lot more like pressuring up high. Uh, I, I I, really like the system to be honest with you. Like mm-hmm. natural wingers like let's who's got to send don't come up whenever they want. Um, yeah. I, I think that's a solid squad. And tomor- uh, tomorrow's game, then Oh, I'm excited, dude. Dude. Were playing Pachuca already.
0: It's going to be, I, I'm, I'm hopeful it's a victory and it's a great game, like a good back and forth game and a lot of right. saves, you know, a lot of excitement right. at home, opening season, uh, opening game. I'm sorry. So I want to talk to you a little bit about the, um, the transition. So you saw all the championships, actually, when did right. you start
1: becoming a fan of the team? Oh man, um, the worst years of Theta's history. <laughs> yeah. not, I can't say the worst years, uh, but it was, I remember um, I was probably like, 15 16 um this was 2006 I think I had been I've been going to the stadium a lot um a lot because my first, first memories like as a theater fan were like it, it's just I remember being at the stadium and like the flags and the the smoke and all that um and I, it was like when I was a little like kid I, I don't know anything about that uh besides that my parents took me mm-hmm. um but I started really getting into it back in 2005 2006 and I started going to the stadium like Every other, like, game I was I was there, uh, making the drive from Laredo to, to Monterrey. Wow, that's uh, awesome. But the thing is, dude, our team almost reached a one-year streak of not winning at home, bro. Like, I was going to every single one of those games, and I was like, am yeah. I the problem? Like, is it me? Like, am I cursing the team by going there? Uh, so do you that remember
0: was, that era? That must have been – that was the Trejo era, and Probably. then maybe Tolo Gallego. Like, it was just the bad years. Like, was it was – we, we got into this – routine of hiring like the hot coach of the league right and then we would bring him here and not none of it worked out and we almost reached
1: relegation if it wasn't for lucas Lobo's on his own carry the team yeah man no like and that's the thing like lucas Lobo's like uh that that going into one of of the other questions you you brought up and i'm trying to look up the uh tigres coaching um like history because i really want to remember who was sancho remember i remember like in the
0: fans, in the stadium they had, we won once Antonio Sancho because he was like the captain and he was the yeah, one that was like picking yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: with David uh,
0: Toledo, was his name? Do you David that? Toledo was after that. David Toledo was the later yeah. years uh, yeah. as we got into the good years because he started right. playing the second holding position in, in the middle. But we had Lucas Ayala, uh, Antonio Sancho, right. Tomas Rest- uh, Campos,
1: uh, John Restrepo, we had gone those two guys from Cruz Azul. Yeah, then I might be I might be confused on my dates because the team that I'm thinking about is like yeah, 2007, 2008. Um so, right before right before the golden ages. That's that's when I got into it.
0: So that must have been like who do, who do you remember seeing? Like uh I remember uh, like around that time. Yeah,
1: Lo it was Lucas, Lucas Lobos. Like I started really watching Lucas Lobos. Um no, it wasn't Loco Abreu, man, it was um Kikin, bro. Kikín. I, I used to watch Kikin second play, bro it's crazy um and then we brought omar bravo like two years
0: after that like in 2009 or right, right. i believe yeah, yeah
1: um but yeah it, it was those years i wasn't really um into that back then but yeah. um i remember my favorite jersey because uh, that, that's another question you, you yeah, had yeah. um so there's this uh the the one that walter got wore the one with the big like um what is it like cartablanca in the front yeah. right yeah mm-hmm. that, that that one is like I don't know one of one of my favorites ever, man. Like it's it's a really old jersey, but um, I I just like the aesthetic of it.
0: Yeah, I just actually got a new Walter Gaitan. I think I mentioned it in the pod, uh, yeah, really. last one or the recent or the one before that. I'm a, that was my idol, man. Growing yeah. up, he was my favorite player, and then Lucas Lobos, right? You know, I don't think he's a you know. It's to me, it's Gignac, um, uh, right. Walter Gaitan, and Lucas Lobos as the attacking players who have been the right. best players that I've seen for sure. Uh, Lucas man. Lobos deserves, you know, a lot of praise for what he did on his own for a while. Walter should have won too. Yeah. <laughs>
1: no, I, I I watched a little bit of Walter Like that's when I first started, like sort of watching soccer. But with with Lucas Lobos, man, it was crazy because we had such a bad team, bro. Like mm-hmm. people don't get this. Like our team was so bad. But this guy, like he would he would pull like goals out of his ass. Like honestly, mm-hmm. like like he would make the play by himself completely. Do
0: you do you remember he scored a an Olimpico? black jersey against america and he had ariel bogado dude this guy named from atlas we had ariel bogado as just forward with him up top it was a nasty line oh lineup. my god
1: yeah no, it's, it's insane yeah no it's crazy i remember like literally like one um the i don't know if you remember that page man
0: Mm, you know, i it like, recall
1: it but yeah 11 like the leader audio azul but they posted a picture like uh after one of the goals um, one of the games where lobos had scored like two goals to like help us win the game his knees man like bloody as heck bro like super like bruised up like all the fouls he would get right yeah he led uh, the league every season and yeah no fouls yeah. committed against it's so, it's so mad it's so crazy because like this guy like towards the end he wasn't even training bro like he was literally just like walking around like in, in the training or just like getting ice on the knees and or injections and stuff like I don't know whose podcast it was. Um, some podcast in Spanish was talking about it. Um, and it was, it was crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, his career uh, ended pretty quickly because of the knees. And um right. Damian Alvarez mentions it in the I think yeah. this the solo Tigres podcast. Yeah,
1: yeah, there you go. That's where um
0: because he talked about the most talented player he's ever played with in yeah. his tenure at Tigres. and he, he said he always praises
1: Lucas Lobos. It's insane. Uh, like without him, we wouldn't have been champs in 2011. and none no. of this would have happened. None of this would have happened at all. No,
0: absolutely not so you know talking about is that who you'd consider your uh idol or you know the person that you idolized growing up or um, now
1: no i i i hold him like really really top in like history of theaters like you can't like not talk about this guy right because he's like the the crucible like right right when we started switching um my first the first the ever the only ever player that i've put on the jersey has been damian alvarez mm, nice uh, just because when he joined like I Was a fan, like this guy, like him and Lucas Lois. I was like finally somebody that can like you know play at the same like pace as Lucas Lois and sort of mm-hmm. like sacrifices just as much as Lucas Lois. So it was awesome seeing those two play together, man. It was
0: dude, he uh, was a menace on the on the wing. Like you knew it was guaranteed, like even if we didn't score, like something was gonna happen to spark. It play like...
1: like an attacking opportunity for sure, yeah. like no matter what. And like I love like like the, the golden age, like the golden age or like whatever this is right now with like Iñak and Nahuel, like this is like Galacticos like low for like Thetas right now. Like we can't compare that, but there's some something like so nostalgic about like Lucas Lobos and Damian Alvarez and Mancilla like that. That squad was just I don't know. It, and it they
0: was... and they played great ball, dude. That was the beginning of like Tuca ball, like yeah. making its mark in Mexican soccer. Like no one can figure it out. Like the right. amount of passing and possession we that they had, like
1: in in the like in the box, like when we were about to score, like. I, I have videos like up line, online where like Lucas was like, he's at the very end, he's passing to Mancilla, Mancilla to like um, Alvarez or like something like that. And it's, it's just insane. Like we were so, so far ahead of the league. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what that was like based on. Right. Cause like we, like it's all Tuca. Right. But mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It was really like at, at its time it was revolutionary. It was sort of like what Spain was trying, what, what was accomplishing. Right.
0: Yeah. After the world cup. Correct. in 2010 um
1: any uh particular or favorite moment throughout uh your fan history of super recent man it's super recent um uh semifinals, it down 3-0 with atlas man um i was gonna i was going to monterrey because i was getting like lasik over there Mm -hmm. so i was like we have to go to the stadium like we just we have to like we're not gonna not go to the stadium um we got the tickets um and walking there man like everybody felt it like it's like if if we all just like chance like the whole time and for all like putting in like our energy like it's gonna happen like we're gonna come back and bro like it was hard because the first half was like pretty like tense you know Mm -hmm. like once the goal started coming in like we knew it was gonna happen bro like the atmosphere was insane and like even though right like they scored the penalty at the end like i think everybody for like a second like that belief like coming coming true was like magic bro like it you felt it in in the air
0: and I'm sure that's what, like, help people, like, cope with the elimination. 100%. I didn't actually get to watch that again, bro. I have a catering business. Um, and so I was working at an event that day. Oh, and I finished just in time, brother. Just in time with, like, three minutes left. Uh-huh. And I saw the score. Like, we were up. Uh-huh. And they, 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 I hadn't heard about the lineup yet. Like, I'm, I just put it on my phone. I waited at this customer's house right outside at, you know, to end yeah, the game. Awesome. And I'm, and yeah. I'm just like, Oh my God. Cause I saw the score yeah. updating on my phone. Yeah, yeah, And I saw like after halftime, we got the goals and I was like, Oh my God, like we might have a shot. We might have a shot. And so yeah. once, you know, I ended the event I'm watching, I see that we're up. And then as soon as I start, I start watching, I see the penalty <laughs> and I'm just like, you gotta be shitting me. Yeah, and man. so then I heard about the lineup. So I didn't really get that moment, bro. Right. I, I didn't even want to rewatch it. Cause like, and once i heard about the lineup i was yeah, like yeah. what what for like it, it wasn't even going to matter anyways but yeah you know, no so it was it was,
1: great. So it, it was really sad but the thing was like i think everybody that watched it sort of like you saw how like digas brute forced it they were like we're going to win because we're going to win like it was just a matter of like like cuz the goals weren't pretty bro like it was two penalties uh it was um igor yeah. and gignac's uh gignac's goal and, like none of them were like pretty plays bro like it was really like like all fighting will, the ball yeah yeah yeah. It was it's like all it's to go yeah and i think that's what left us with like hey like we're good like we can actually like win you know if we get our shit down but then like bielko like i don't know he was i think it was a waste of time man like i think that last tournament was like a waste of time to be honest with you like they had the perfect excuse to like get rid of him um but obviously i guess you can't you can't get rid of him like when he's in the semi-final you know
0: yeah i I was going to ask you about that. Did you, anything that you liked, or I mean, it sounds like you're on the same boat that we all are. It was just a complete utter waste of time. No,
1: I I think it was needed. Um, After uh, Tuca, I I think we had to swing that far wide out. Like we were with Tuca over here and we had to just go the other route, you know, like complete Mm -hmm. disorder, complete like chaos on the field. uh, Just so that other players sort of like realize, Hey, like that was what worked. And like now, now that the players know, because if they didn't go through that, like I don't believe that they would have been like, yeah, let's go back to that. You know, like if they didn't see how bad it was, uh, they would have kept trying it. So I think they saw that Then Coca comes in and Coca's actually like, hey, like I'm sort of like that, but a little bit more modern and more like pressing on, on the uh, on defense. Um, and they like it because um, it feels like um, from what uh, Igor was saying in the co- press conference before the game. He's like, yeah, you guys are gonna know like what, how we play and our play style. It's gonna be pretty clear. Like it feels like they understand it and they're they're fully behind it for now.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, you know, I talked about it in previous episodes and in person with people. I think the idea was to get a media championship in his first year, and if it and if it worked out, like then you rebuild the team with him. Right. But I agree, that's a great like you know perspective on it. I like. like you know saying that the players needed that drastic yeah. change because you know it definitely made us look bad and <laughs> horrible it, it, bro. it, like, it exposed a lot of players bro like yeah. we talked about all these guys aging and like you know I, i've talked about it recently too like the resurgence of this guy establishing an order with the team like yeah i get people wanting carioca to leave because of age but if he's I gonna know, be the nah. starter bro
1: if he's i'm, I'm carioca stan bro like carioca dang. He Like, out of all the players, like, he's the player that I, I like watching the most. Like, just give him the ball, and I can watch that for, like, an hour, bro. Like, um, I, I think he's, like, a really smart player that we're, like, underutilizing with, with Miguel Herrera, with everybody. Like, he should all – like, the ball should always go through him. Through him. Always, bro. Like, because he he's always the, the one guy that's, like, hey, like, instead of just, like, keeping the flow of the ball, like, I'm going to, like, do a cut inside this way. I'm going to retain the ball. Like, I'm going to break, like, the timing that everybody has, right? And that disrupts, like, the team so much but people don't think about those things, bro. Like people are like, Oh, just, you know, one, two touch. It's like, no, 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 You need this guy that that says, Hey, I don't like the tempo. We're going to go this bro, way.
0: And the way that he does it, he's it's almost oh, like bro, slow motion, dude. It's slow yeah. motion. Like he might even just move a hip and he changed yeah. the entire way of like the progression moving forward. Yeah. And so yeah. I think, you know, a lot of those players, you know, got exposed with him, but, With this guy, I think everybody has a shot. I mean, we saw the Luis Quinones celebration in that goal. It seems like he's fully on board. And and, uh, it's hard to like process how this guy has been playing for so long with the squad and like how many shots he's given, he's gotten to play. You're right. But <laughs> the guy has such a no one else gives you the back and forth pace and like yeah. the running no, that he does
1: is crazy. Yeah, like he can run. Like I think that was the the meme last year that he was just like your, your professional dudes sprinter bro, like that's yeah. all he does on the field. Uh and it, it's funny though, but like we do have to give him props for that. Um I think what's going to be really important tomorrow is when they call his name on the lineup like our fans gonna right like when he gets the first ball like our fans like I think the section is gonna boo him no matter what, mm-hmm. but if it's more claps than that, I think he might get like super engaged. You know, like if people actually like cheer him on. And like, we that need that, really dude. Crazy. Yeah, we yeah. Need Hopefully, that. everybody gets that. Like, everybody understands. Like, if tomorrow if you're like, hey man, like, passes the past, like new tournament, like let's go, like we're behind you, like oh bro, like he'll he'll turn up back to like the, those seasons where he was doing like five, four assists per season guaranteed and goals. Yeah. Too. Yeah. No. I
0: mean, in his ability to you know his pace of having back and forth the ability the way that he pressures the ball and then you know you can give him the ball on the wing and he's going to create you a one-on-one easily so we need him at a high level you know he's very talented I think that he just had very bad moments and you know myself included we get you know get caught up in the game and people wanting to win or our team wanting to win yeah so
1: we go, go a little hard with the with the jokes. I, yeah. I, I, after a while, I was like, you know what? Like whenever I see this guy playing, I'm just going to think of him as comedic relief and I'm not going to be mad at him for it. You know, it's funny. Like <laughs> it adds to the game, you know, it adds to the entertainment of the game. If you Absolutely. just see it that way, right? If, it, if you don't let it frustrate you, it's pretty, it's pretty funny, man. Cause man, he had some bad luck last season. It was hilarious, dude.
0: Anything that excites you about this uh, season? Um, you know, you talked about the new system, the order, the players, you know, uh, seeing yeah. the old, you know, system with Piojo now this what they were a little bit more accustomed to playing what gets you like hey this could be a promising season we might get it uh
1: finally after four years yeah I don't want to I don't want to be like too excited yet um just because the the first like 11 versus 11 with Santos like it was pretty um it was it was pretty tough sometimes like I think First half we maybe have like twenty five percent, like twenty five minutes of control of the half, of the mm-hmm. first half, but Santos really was um, able to like to to try to like get in there and, and do some damage, um, but we held on and we held on with Diego Reyes, so like that's really exciting, you know. Like right now we're gonna see Samir go in for him, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, so we have like Aquino Igor and Samir that are like all like pretty good right now. Like I I, I don't know I don't get why people like hate on. Uh, teach so much like i this last game like i i saw him save like save us like a couple times um and yeah he his passing is not like the best but defensively like i trust the guy like he's a shield mm-hmm. um and nobody no, nobody runs like him in defense but yeah i think that's what excites me the most it's like we have these three solid defenders like shields the team like if the guys up top can figure it out and like our system like works like it'll be great but like our, our defenders are gonna save us a lot of times
0: what do you think about, uh, you know, specifically Chuy Garza and the youth development with the team? Do you see, like, that being a promising thing in uh, the future? Like, we might get to developing. Do you even yeah. want Tigres to be a developing team?
1: Right. Yeah, I-, I think the argument can be made that Tigres isn't a development team. Uh, but that's not to say that, like, Real Madrid doesn't have Canteranos, right? Like, mm-hmm. if they're stars and they, they get to, like, show up in a game and do good like that means they're really good right like if they can show up at that level um i think that's something we gotta you know uh give props to miguel Herrera, uh on him because yeah. he probably wouldn't have gotten as much minutes with with tuca or with anybody else for that matter you know it's just miguel had to work with what he had and um he worked great um i i still think he has a lot of growth uh which is which is good it's exciting um he could be like a better version of chaka rodriguez that's mm-hmm. sort of like how i'm, I'm imagining him um but I wouldn't be mad if we brought like an actual like fully like already fleshed out player for that spot. Um and I think that goes to goes back to like um like we like these signings with Tigres, like Goriaran, And if we get like this uh I, I think Santos Borre is like falling through. Yeah. Um but if we get like Nico Ivanas or or somebody like that, like it shows you like that the directiva is saying, Hey, we we're gonna win this tournament. Like yeah. we're gonna bring on like the big guns. And I I, I think that's how that's how data stayed relevant. Like those like 10 years, right? Like it was like, Hey, you know what? We're going to bring in Ene Valencia. We're going to bring in. Vargas. Vargas. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're bringing in on big, big signings. So yeah, sure. Like we well, can call it like we're, we're paying a win. um, But that's like, that, that's how like the biggest teams in the in the world do it. Like that's how you have to do it to compete. Um, So yeah, I mean, I'm excited for that. Um, it, I hope we get one, one more signing at least. And I think we have a super squad, super solid squad.
0: Who do you uh, get rid of or sacrifice in this case to bring in that new
1: attacking player? Uh, Like for the uh, extranjero spot or mm-hmm. just... Like, extranjero okay. spot. I think it's I think it's simple for me. I, I think Diente has a lot of value still, like in South American teams. Yeah. So I, I think he'd be easier to place. Well, no, actually, I think Carioca would probably be easier to place. But Carioca has, I think, more value in this squad than um, Diente. Just because we have so many people... In that spot, right? Like, we have Flo, we have uh, Quinones, we have Cordova. Like, we don't need four players for, for one, you know? Correct,
0: yeah, it's gonna be a tough decision. Uh, just to wrap it up here, closing, getting to the last part of it. Um, wanted to talk to you about what your future um, uh, I guess, what do you expect your uh, new hobby with Tigres Tactics? which is a great logo. Now that now it makes sense. Well, you know, talking about graphics, I, I was looking at it once like we were talking and chatting about setting this up. I looked at the back, your background in your profile and it was, yeah. it's, it's a really cool logo. Thanks. So wanted to, you know, ask you a little more about that. What's your vision with that? What do you you know expect to do with that? That sort of thing.
1: Um, there's this account um, and I'm, I'm going to, have to blank on the name uh but it's this guy that posts a lot of like video clips from like Monterrey and Tita's games mm-hmm. and he breaks it down right he breaks down like the press the pressing he breaks down like the the mistake in the play or, or the correct play and I really want to do that uh but it's really hard for me right now because I have like another hobby yeah, um yeah. so so I have this uh I don't think I have my hat close to me um it's just this other um I guess um uh, like brand I guess you call it like Shinsekai Collective. Um, so for them, like we, like, well, for me, I do like YouTube videos. Like we do, um, we do a story, but I don't know if you've heard of a chat GPT, uh, it's like an AI bot. It's like mm-hmm. a chat bot where well, you can ask it anything, right? So we ask it, we give it a prompt for a story and he writes us a story like every day and we post it there, like as a blog. And then we get like illustrations from another AI. So wow. it's, it's pretty cool. yeah, no, it's cool stuff. Um, but that's sort of like my main focus and Theta's tactics, tactics is more for me to like talk to the community for now. Uh, yeah, yeah. but if I do have time, like I do record all the games, like all the games that happen, I record them and I'll, I'll be writing down notes if something cool happens, but like there hasn't really been much to talk about. Like after the red card, I was like, well, you can't really analyze this game because it's, it's mm-hmm. not valid anymore. Right. So but, yeah. did you play, uh, I'm assuming you played, uh, throughout your childhood. I started playing back in middle school, uh, and I stopped playing like in high school. I played in college, like indoor and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, no, it was uh fun times, man. I, I I've been saying that I'm going to start playing again uh soon uh but yeah i used to play on the i was a, like a cam but i started as a striker because i didn't like running man like i could not run bro like, <laughs> i was like i'm just gonna wait up here and like wait for the ball uh but yeah no it was, it was pretty cool i played uh i played defender also like right back um and that was about it like right back like left wing left wing was my favorite though like to be honest because i would get like inspired and i was like what like when i was playing i was like what would Damian alvarez do like in mm-hmm. the situation and Are i was like left foot oh, right footed right footed i'm right oh nice it was cool playing on the on the left wing it was really nice um but yeah man i might start playing again i'm um, in san antonio if anybody has any games or plays anywhere um yeah i might might be into it soon
0: is there a community out there or you know is are you on your own basically if you want to watch theaters or enjoy games like it's basically you or do you gather people maybe friends family
1: usually uh my well my wife's family they're all Santos fans like oh, wow. or Santos fans man so it's, it's been a fun <laughs> couple of years for me uh but uh yeah we usually we like if we're gonna play we'll, we'll watch them with them or I, I I honestly enjoy watching the games on my own like a lot man because I get so like into it you know like I get to like look at it like what while I'm tweeting like it's notes about the game you know like mm-hmm. it's like what I'm seeing live and it like, I feel like I just digest the game a lot more. Um, but for big games, obviously, it's better to watch it with people, and I'll go to Laredo and watch it with my friends. But yeah, I don't know if there's a community out here. I know there's a Texas community, but I
0: don't know. My
1: target is to,
0: I don't want to necessarily be like a group that like has to meet all the time, but I definitely want to get people together, and that's my target this season. You know, there's about four guys here in Houston, especially there, you know, Sean, you've heard him on the podcast, Josue, they're here. I just want to create that sort of like, Hey, come watch the game with people and talk about it. Obviously we speak Spanish, but, or we might all speak Spanish, but there's a really cool way of like now having that conversation in English. Cause yeah. I grew up always talking about it in Spanish. And so now right. having that opportunity to talk about it in English, it's, I, I love it. So um that's kind of what I want to do with that. Yeah, but awesome.
1: Yeah, I know. Um, let me know. Uh, I, th- I think for sure. If, if we go to like any like if theaters comes to play any games in, in Texas, like we should always like just be aware like who's going like yeah. where are you sitting and like get um get to see each other there that'd be really cool um and yeah maybe for like big games uh or maybe uh this this Concacaf uh season man we might have some games somewhere. yeah
0: I'm I'm planning on going to go into Orlando but
1: Orlando too. when I
0: first saw the the schedule I was like oh heck yeah I'm down I and then I realized it's spring break. And I looked uh, at flights and then uh, I was like, pricing, do yeah. I drive? And I was like, oh, yeah, uh, I mean, I can drive, <laughs> but it's still a long time. So yeah, I'm cool. kind of now debating it because I didn't right. realize it was spring break. Um, right. But just the last couple of questions here, bro, before we go. Um, you talked about growing up, going to the stadium and then your last experience at the uh, Atlas game in the semis. Yeah. Would you are you down with the idea of a new stadium or are you? You want
1: to keep El el, el Volcán. I, I think Uní has like a lot of um, like magic. Like you can feel like the ma- the magic. Like when you're there, like there's something about it. Like it's not like it's alive. Like that 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 stadium. Like even when I've gone, like when it's empty, you know, like we we go to like the tira tienda to like buy stuff there at the stadium, and it's empty, but you feel it. Like you feel it like like a, a sleeping volcano, and like it, mm-hmm. it, it it blows up every like it, it erupts every every other Saturday, right? Um. So. It's hard, man. Like I wish we could just like remodel it. To be honest, but it's it that's like a super even longer, like and more expensive task. I think than building a whole state, a whole new stadium. I don't know. I mean, I, I think we can we can have it there, and we can leave like a part for like a remembrance, like a museum or something like that, with like these recent championships and all that. Like that'd be really, really cool. I, I think we have to make a new stadium.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I I, I was kind of keen on the idea of like keep work Volcan. Uh but with the whole like transformation of the brand and everything that's happened in the last decade and with like what I'm becoming aware. And we know we've sort of mentioned it at the beginning, we started speaking in the podcast was the realization of the brand growing in the United States. So I feel like eventually you're going to have to match the level of U S stadiums. Exactly. And you know, it sucks because El Volcan would have been a great thing to like have forever um the rose bowl i went in california a while back still fantastic stadium you can hear the rumbling
1: yeah if they can leave it there like like please do so but i think i think it's just the problem is just uh like parking lots right like it's just really hard like unless they they say like hey let's let's do away with parking lots and let's just like make it so that like easier for people to get here like subway train like metro bus whatever that'd be really cool but yeah i don't know man like I, I think I agree with you. Like it'd be really cool to leave it. Like as like the Rose and play like cups there or something. Yeah, that'd, be exactly. really, that'd be awesome, bro. That'd that be, that'd be the best.
0: Cool. 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 And lastly, brother, give me your all time 11 for uh digress.
1: Oh man. I mean, well, not well for sure mm-hmm. has to be there. Giniac has to be there. Um, Let's see my, my four, my four in the back. Oh man. <laughs> to, to me, just because, um, it was part of the 2011 squad. Like it has to be Torres Nilo and Jimenez on the sides. Like mm-hmm. Torres Nilo was just insane, man. It was like a, it was it was like watching a horse, bro. Like you're watching a horse run like on on that wing, like mm-hmm. nonstop. Um, and then, uh, I I didn't watch like Batocletti. I I didn't see like um Claudio Suarez, like these like great defenders that we had. Um, so so I have to go with, like Juninho for me. Mm-hmm. I think, um, insane leader on, on the t- on the on team for the for the defenders. And honestly, I'm, I'm gonna throw a curveball here. Um, I was gonna say Guayala, but I, I personally think Salci, Salcedo. Mm-hmm. No, Salcedo, Salcido, Carlos Salcido. Carlos Salcido, right? Salcido yeah. Uh, when he came on to to that squad in 2011, also like that man was a monster. Like in the mid, like he started playing like as a defender and then moved up to the midfield, CDM. Correct. So yeah, uh, those are my back four, um, midfield. Ooh. I I don't know. This is this is hard. Uh this is really I think I have to go to Carioca and yeah, Pisa Carioca and Pizarro, Pizarro, like that that team would be insane. Um and up top it's hard. Like I want to put Solis, but he was just super short time, like lived here. Yeah. So I have to go like Al uh Damien Alvarez, Lobos, um, and who, who would be my right wing? Oh that's tough. We have have we had any good right like everybody mostly says Dani Liño. Nah, I, I, he could have done more for the team, man. I've yeah. been working at it 100%. No, it's hard, man. Um yeah. I I would probably put like maybe Edu Vargas, like even if he's not there, Edu Vargas or Valencia either one of them would be insane right winger for us.
0: That's a solid squad, brother. Hey man, thank you for your time, bro. Um Thanks for everything. And I appreciate you coming on. Great
1: conversation. Yeah. Hope we stay in touch and and we'll keep um, seeing uh, predictions for tomorrow. We win three zero versus Pachuca. (laughs) Two zero. I'm going with it. Thanks a lot, brother. We'll stay in touch.
0: Yeah, for sure. Have a good day, bro. You too. Bye -bye. Bye-bye.